0: Hello and welcome to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast. Here we discuss homeschooling from the African perspective and the unique challenges that come with it. If you're considering
1: homeschooling, we hope to inspire you as you take this bold step. If you're already a homeschooler, we're here to share encouragement for this wonderful journey we're on to educate our children in the best way we can. We are your hosts, Jifa Andam and Carissa Nete Let's dive right into today's conversation. Hello, dear friends. Welcome again to another episode of Homeschool Conversations Africa. We hope you have been enjoying the episodes that we've put out so far. We you know we've been having fun yes. recording <laughs> them, right,
0: Carissa? We have. It's been so amazing getting to meet all these homeschool moms. And dads, yes, yes,
1: and even the dads. <laughs> <laughs> so today we have with us a dear friend of both Carissa and me, yeah. um, Andrea Nelson. Andrea and her husband and their two lovely children are missionaries from America um, who've been in Ghana for a few years. I'm not going to say too yeah, much yeah. because we have Andrea right yeah. here with yeah. us, and we're going to <laughs> give her a chance to introduce herself. Yeah. Um, properly to us. So so welcome to Homeschool Conversations Africa, Andrea. We're glad to have you here.
2: Thank you so much. It's really good to be with you two. Good friends. Yes. Yes. Talking about something that's near and dear to my heart. Mm. Um, Yeah. As you said, Scott and I have been in Ghana now for six years Mm. and we helped to run a uh, orphanage and classical Christian school outside of Accra and when we moved here our children were 11 and 9 years old wow. and now Grace is 17 and Ian is 15. Wow. Wow. And we've been homeschooling since Grace was four years old. Wow, so that's pretty much all her life. <laughs> pretty much all of her <laughs> life. She actually did go to a traditional preschool And um, when we first had Grace, Scott asked me what I thought about homeschooling. And I said, I don't think I want to homeschool. (laughs) And he said, why not? (laughs) And I said, well, the kids that I've met who have been homeschooled don't seem very well adjusted to life outside of homeschooling. Mm-hmm. and that was really a very i had had a very small um interaction really with homeschooled kids mm-hmm. but the the few that i knew um just didn't seem to function as well
0: socially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and so that was a concern of mine which um there've been a few times in my life where i've i have said that i won't do something Mm-hmm. And God has given me <laughs> an opportunity to rethink that mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty quickly.
1: <laughs> I can so. you're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh,
2: that was in my mind, just kind of thinking about that. And uh, as it happens, we were in a church community with quite a few homeschoolers. And mm-hmm. so my attitude about homeschool kids was changed changed, Mm -hmm. through the interactions with those children and i started to see oh there are these lovely teenagers who can talk with adults Mm -hmm. and and young children alike Mm -hmm. they uh, have a lot of really fascinating interests they seem very bright Mm -hmm. and so I had to think about it a little bit more.
1: Mm. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting.
2: So, while while I had that percolating in my mind, Grace got to be school age mm-hmm. and to be quite honest, I kind of needed a break because <laughs> I had a I had a baby then yeah. at that time. And so we had a lovely Christian preschool yeah. down the road from our house and um So we sent Grace off to that, Mm -hmm. I think, three days a week. And it gave me a little breathing space. And God was still working on me on this topic. And as we got involved in preschool, it was most of the morning, three days a week. And it wasn't just leaving her there. Mm -hmm. There were all these uh, obligations to assist. Mm -hmm with the classroom <laughs> and bring things to the classroom and go along when they did their field trips mm-hmm. and um as time went on i i started to think you know if i'm going to be this involved in grace's education anyway mm-hmm. might I, might well well <laughs> I might as well try i might as well try it myself and so i talked to scott about it and I said, you know, I think next year I'd like to try homeschooling. Mm. And you can imagine the smile on his face because yeah. he, <laughs> he was pretty sold on homeschooling from the beginning. But he was patient with me. And I thought, well, we could do it when she's four. And I probably can't mess up too badly. Yes. <laughs> and if it doesn't work out, she can join a kindergarten and we can go on our way. Yeah.
1: So,
0: so That's we tried. That's the comfort, right? <laughs> that
1: was exactly my kids. I was like, let's, we said, let's try this for one year and if it doesn't work, hey, school is always there, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. That's why it's, it's nicer when you try when they're younger. There mm-hmm. you go. Know. Yeah. <laughs> At least you feel like you have backup. Yeah. <laughs> And at that
2: point, they didn't know more than I know. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's true. I had to try um, this in high school. People have done it, though. People have done it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's interesting because, well, uh, your daughter Grace and your son Ian are so very socially well-adjusted. Every time I speak with Grace, I'm just, I mean, she's such a... Sweet young lady, and I'm not just saying this because you're Very, here. Intelligent, yes. <laughs> Very intelligent, sweet, well-spoken here. Mm-hmm. So that that's myth it. was busted. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Although it
2: is it is a myth that you may have to overcome with relatives.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We, we had uh, some part of our family that were enthusiastic about Homeschooling, homeschooling and yeah. there were some where they would raise these objections yeah. uh, at yeah. different times. Yeah. Well, what about socialization? And I think as the years went by and they saw that Grace and Ian really were not struggling to yeah. hold a conversation with anybody, mm-hmm. they became more comfortable with yes. with yes. the idea.
1: And this and uh, I mean this is even with you coming from the U.S., mm-hmm. where homeschooling is pretty yeah, common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Quite can accepted. you imagine what it is like, <laughs> like yeah. for the rest of us here? Yes, it, it can be a bit difficult. I know some friends have spoken with me about that. Like, You know, what do you do? Yeah. But you do have to do what's, what you're convinced about is best for your children and, mm-hmm. just, and just hope. But it kind of puts a bit of pressure, pressure on I, you, yes, right? It's like everybody is like, watching yeah, you. You have
0: to kind of Prove to people that it's working mm-hmm. so that they can kind of get off your case. Yes, 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 and that's a shame because <laughs> you should just be you should focusing just on educating your case. Yes, yes. yes. But, anyway.
1: but that's just the reality of it. So hopefully, what we're doing here yeah, yeah. would help, you know, would help people to know more, <laughs> would help people to know it's not so weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just another way of like educating education. children. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes. I can see where it's difficult in Ghana, though, because mm-hmm. there is such a specific path for ch- for the vast majority of children, and yes. so it does make sense that people who care about you might raise the objections and ask the questions. And so I think we just need to handle those questions with grace and um, <clears throat> and try to allay those fears. Um,
1: mm-hmm, yes. As yes. they come up. Yes. That's-
0: yeah. Okay, so um um did you use like a particular curriculum especially from the younger ages or like did you follow a particular educational philosophy in the beginning?
2: Um, well it's a little bit eclectic, but I would say it's mostly classical and Charlotte Mason,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and the first resource that I poured over when I came to see that this might be in my future is a book called The Well-Trained Mind by mm. I Sarah. think Susan uh, Bauer. <laughs> and I would say that with a preschool student, um, you need to be careful looking at that book because it can be very intimidating.
0: Yeah, Plans so that woman. she has. Tell me about you know, it. It's <laughs> funny thing. I mean, um, you recommended that book to me as well, and I read it, and funny enough, I think that's the book that brought clarity to me, mm-hmm. like in homeschooling, because I felt like I was trying to pull from so many different sources, and I didn't have, like, a clear path, mm-hmm. but even though it was a lot, I felt like it gave me something to follow, and it's like a sense of direction, mm-hmm. kind of. That's yeah. true. She
2: really does yeah. an excellent job of okay. laying out what what you could be teaching, yeah. when you would be teaching it, the materials you mm-hmm. could use, yeah. and, and she and her mother, I believe, have... Yeah. Mm-hmm produced a number of wonderful materials that we've used at different times um, along the way. And so um, that first year with Grace, when she was in preschool, we used a curriculum called My Father's World from A to Z. Mm -hmm. And it basically had a letter of the week. So Mm -hmm. and then they gave activities that related to the letter and Mm -hmm. its sound and... um, they had a different object related to the letter so of course we did apples so then we made an apple pie together and we went to an apple orchard and so it was a real good curriculum for me because everything was kind of laid out together and it really only took us 45 minutes Mm -hmm. to an hour and a half to do those lessons and then we went out and played Mm -hmm. which I think is is really good in those early years that one of the advantages of homeschool education is you don't have to have your children in the chair Mm -hmm. for the same duration of time that their counterparts Mm -hmm. have in a traditional classroom. Um, so we we were fortunate that we had a number of families um, that we knew who were also homeschooling and had children around the same age. So we would go and play at the park or go on a nature walk or
1: just kind of experience life together during that stage. So Andrea, I'm just listening to you um, describe this wonderful education i feel mm-hmm. like i've dreamt of yes. these things <laughs> <laughs> for my kids but sometimes our environment just doesn't allow it you know we we may not have parks yes, we have well in Abuja at least we have a few parks mm-hmm. but in Accra we don't have we don't have many parks and you you have to battle traffic to get out of mm-hmm. there and do things so can can you tell us or share with us maybe some ways that you think these things can be done, you know, just yes.
0: even in your small space. Yes. In mm-hmm. Accra, as we knew it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. In an urban setting, it becomes, yes. you need to use more creativity to, mm-hmm. um, figure out how to, uh, develop in the children a love for the natural world. So I think, one thing is as moms from the very early years we are just naming things for our kids right Mm -hmm. this is a cup Mm -hmm. this is a ball Mm -hmm. um and so if there's anything in our environment that's natural we can start by just naming those things Mm -hmm. you know the names of the plants that are around you the names of the birds that come by um So there's that that we can do with our children, and we can even invite friends and have that little exploration Mm -hmm. with our friends. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the time that we spent with our friends in the early years was in a playgroup, which gave the children the time to play with other kids Mm -hmm. regularly, and it was largely for the mothers sanity Mm -hmm. to gather together and say is this normal is my child normal or what did you do about this and it also gave us a group where we could plan seasonal outings to go to the pumpkin patch or go and pick apples or um different things like that of course in the US we have a big stretch of the year where it's winter so you can't really go out mm-hmm. and everyone becomes stir crazy being in <laughs> yeah. but it's it's still enjoyable to be inside together <laughs> once a week so i think play groups are really important and and just kind of asking god to give you the eyes to see different opportunities in your area to mm-hmm explore different things. I mean here in Accra we have the ocean side and uh, we do have um, beautiful fruit trees around and um, you know we could uh, look at the banana tree and do some study on you know what makes a banana grow and
0: yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I think when you start to look out for those opportunities, you might start to see see things that you've not like um, noticed before. Right. That's I true, right. That's yeah. Very, yeah. I guess you're right. It's just applying some creativity to try and solve that problem. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes, I think, I think sometimes we, we read something in, in a book and we try to replicate it. Exactly. Yes, yes. but we need to tweak these to things to fit our, our own um, yes. situations or our setting. I was just in Kumasi a couple of weeks ago, and um, Kumasi is a city in Ghana, and I just noticed so many orange trees. the part of town that we were at, almost every house had an orange tree. But when you just talked about bananas... Mm-hmm. It's like you probably have an orange tree in your backyard, and you pay no attention to it. Mm -hmm. But there's so much that you could teach a child, you know, from that. So, um, what I'm hearing Andrea say is just look around you. Don't don't look too far, Mm -hmm. and just try to use what you have to the best
0: of your ability. And we we also do have, um, like every, every gardens, and as they go on. Is up up it, so, maybe, like you said, those things can be seasonal. Yes. So maybe once a while you can plan a trip mm-hmm. you to spend mm-hmm. the day there. Or, something That's like true. That. or the Volta River. Yeah. I guess we also do the have beach. um like tourist sites. Then you could also take advantage of much yeah. yeah,
1: you know how yeah. you never do things yeah. so in your backyard. Yeah, back, you yeah. kind of keep postponing
0: <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah,
2: I know. Even at the orphanage that we work at, the I don't think the children have had someone to ask to name things. Mm. So I'm always surprised that they don't know the names of the birds yeah, where I mean, we maybe are. Maybe they don't know the, the name of the that,
0: plants. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I realize that. When I started to look for opportunities to take her outside, I noticed okay, there's so many different types of birds that come on the um, the electric pole, but I like I have no idea what their names are in like mm-hmm. so <laughs> I had to actually Google to see okay, what are the birds in Ghana like? What species of birds do we have mm. in Ghana? And that could be like a whole other study on its own. That's so, true. like you're saying, it's just I think developing the eye to see mm. like but the little opportunities where you are definitely, okay. yeah and google uh,
1: google has this reverse image search or yes, something that's been in. really really mm-hmm. helpful because we take walks with the kids sometimes and my second daughter Adora, she likes to pick things she picks uh fruits she finds or leaves and things like that mm-hmm. and sometimes we don't know, no, you know, what to be. So we just take a picture and then we search and usually it will come up and tell us what flower this is. Or so that's been really, really helpful. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> great. That's great.
2: And Carissa, you brought up a good point where yeah. as homeschool moms, we become researchers ourselves. Yeah. And, <laughs> and um, I like to say that I'm redeeming my own education yeah. because I think my education was good Mm-hmm. But it didn't have as much curiosity and interest-led mm-hmm. aspects to mm-hmm. it. So that's been really that's fun for one,
0: me. One reason I also went to homeschool school, because I, I realized there's so much that I didn't learn in school. Mm-hmm. So much that it's just not part of the curriculum in Ghana. Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited to like go back and re-explore some of these things that really dig into history like develop a love for nature and out like the outdoors. Mm. So that's, the, that's a good point. You might
2: even find yourself enjoying diagramming sentences. <laughs> <laughs> Which the second time around, I, I have
1: thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually fun if you think you're it too much. <laughs> We'll
0: have to wrap up here, but we will continue this conversation in our next episode. So do join us then. Thank you for listening to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast.